This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, podcast where we talk everything North Shore high school sports. For the night, Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Glojek here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We've got some uh, Beautiful weather this week, and uh, so obviously we've got a lot of sports to talk about, um, a lot of no cancellations, a lot of, uh, you know, great baseball weather, uh, soccer weather, you know, softball and all that kind of stuff. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about in this week's episode. We're going to do a four-quarter format for this week. In the first quarter, we uh, recap some baseball and some soccer in the area. Um, in the second quarter, we are joined by Nutria Baseball Coach Mike Napoleon. In the third quarter, we play Way or Nowhere, a weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we preview some action, uh, talk about some volleyball, since we haven't gotten a chance to talk too much uh, volleyball um, yet this spring. And obviously, uh, that's the sport close to Joe and the mine. Uh, are, are. But uh, before we get started, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. Give us a nice little review. We always appreciate the kind of reviews. And uh, positive feedback. Always appreciate the um, emails and uh, also uh, other fine uh, remarks uh, every single time we uh, put out an episode. Always appreciate all that. But let's get things started here and uh, get into the first quarter where, um, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up on a couple of things, but um, it's, it felt like you're at a home run derby um, earlier in the week with what uh, Nutria Baseball was able to accomplish early in the week. And um, I, you and I have talked about what, you know, how good can this Nutria team be, you know, kind of getting a bounce back here this year. Um, and it feels like the Trevians are well on their way to, you know, kind of hitting that mark that they're used to competing at. Yeah, I think they're very dangerous and they're showing it. Uh, I don't know if Vernon Hills was um, at their caliber this year, so maybe a bit of an overmatch in that one, but they sure left nothing to doubt with Five homers. I don't know if I've seen five homers in a baseball game. I've been to many, many baseball games over the years. I'm trying to think if I've seen, you know, five or more over the fence homers. Uh, and I don't think I have. So quite a quite a display of power uh, for the Trevians. Five different Trevs went yard, too. Um, you know, a couple of them were absolutely, you know, crushed. Um but some pretty good hitting um, gap to gap as well. You know, we also had one bounce off the fence, short hop the fence. So another deep ball, um, but they just got to the, the Vernon Hills pitching staff early. Um, I'll remember all five. We got James uh, Novakovich started things off. Then Dylan Mayer hit a two run shot in a couple innings later. Henry Wolf had a grand slam. Graham Maestros hit a moonshot to, to opposite field, right field. Uh, for their fourth, and it finished off with John Hatsis, who was pinch hitting when they were up nine uh, zero, hit a three run homer to kind of, you know, it is a walk off, I guess, just not a a walk off game winner, um, but still a walk off. So um, those were the five, and then you know, not that they only needed one of them, you know, <laughs> they could have done with the first inning homer with the way Justin Wood was looking out there. He's the junior. We've said it before, son of Kerry Wood, of course, um, but he's looking really sharp. Um, that was my first time seeing last year. I thought. You know, he looked good as a sophomore, of course, some some development in the works. Um, but this year, you know, he was spotting his fast ball, at least in the game I saw, really well, um, especially early. Once he started mixing in his curve, then he was really just kind of 
um, cutting up the hitters um, a little wild a couple of times, but that was it, just a couple. So he was really working ahead in the count for the most part, um, keeping uh, those Cougars batters off off uh, off balance and uh, was no thing. Kind of a, a nice solid single little floating liner out in the center field was the one hit he gave up. Otherwise, nine Ks, two walks, uh, complete game one hitter. So nice outing for him and really just a, a barrage of homers for the Trebs. And uh, they're 8-0-1 as of that victory. Based on, you know, what we've seen so far from you, Chair, and obviously that was one of the first times you've been able to see them live in person, but uh, is this something that's kind of a surprise that they were able to hit so many home runs? Or, you know, with what they were returning from last year, did you kind of get an inkling that, you know, maybe five home runs isn't going to be something they're going to hit every single game, but, you know, offensively that they were going to be fine? Yeah, I thought so. You just got to hit in the right spots. You got to get the big hits. And, you know, hitting homers isn't exactly clutch hitting or like, you know, uh, situational hitting. <laughs> it's just get the runs in bunches. But I mean, if you can do that consistently, um, everything counts on the scoreboard. So I, I wouldn't say you ever expect anything more than a couple homers in a baseball game, in a high school baseball game to get five is something special. Um, but anytime, you know, a lot of names too, from a roster and these guys are going to play college baseball, um, you know, they're, they've got talent. Um, James, uh, the, the, the first, um, the shortstop who hit the homer to start things off, uh, Novakovic. He's a junior. He's getting looks all over. Um, Dylan Mayers, uh, I think he's open, but he's he's in the middle of their lineup having a nice season. Graham Maestros is going to St. Louis University, I believe. Brandon Stressler is going to St. Louis. Henry Wolf's going to Elon. Um, so just a lot of, a lot of names here that uh, can do a lot of damage. So I think, you know, Last year, they talked about it a lot, too, and I don't, you can't weigh these things, but they were in their head a lot last year um, as juniors and with a few seniors spotted out there. Now another year, you know, an off-season of training, they seem to be in a really good headspace and enjoying the game and, and sure playing it well. I said 8-0-1. This isn't soccer. They're 8-1. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, yeah. I was gonna, well, there are some ties, honestly, in baseball with, uh, you know, with the uh, uh, light and all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously would be, was able to pitch a really good, you know, game for the Trevians. If you had to choose right now, I know obviously we're you know, roughly a month into the season. What are you more confident in? Are you more confident in that pitching, not just from Wood, but from the entire staff? Or are you more confident in that hitting? Man, I think it's both been good. But if you were to, I guess, um, look at the scores, of course, that was the first time I've seen them live. Um, but just look at the scores and the results, I guess I would say hitting. <clears throat> but then again, they shut out um, supposedly like a national baseball rankings. You can you can do you know what with them. But uh, a top ranked team from Las Vegas, they shut them out while they were out in uh, Arizona. So there's a good pitching performance. This was a good one. Um, but a couple of days earlier, they lost or they beat Frem nine to seven. So they gave up seven runs. So I think, you know, it's it's a bit of. Um, figuring out that staff a little bit, but coach was really high on his junior staff, which includes wood, but also three left-handers um, on that junior staff that he's putting out in the mound, a couple seniors on the back end. Sometimes they get spot starts too. Luke Rickard uh, was a big guy. Richter, I think it is, uh, was a big guy last year for him and he's back in there um, picking up some big innings. So <clears throat> I think it is, it's, it's looking to round out to be a pretty solid and deep staff. Um, but you know, when it comes to playoff time, it's only a couple pitches that they're going to have to, re you know, really rely on to get them big chunk innings, but it's, it's good to develop and have those options. 
All right, we'll hear more and talk more about Nutrier um, in the second and third quarter with some interviews in way or no way. Um, Joe, I know Loyola is obviously on the road this week with spring break, um, hitting some teams in uh, Florida. Um, just what, what have you kind of been noticing about them? Um, obviously, like I know we say this every single time one of our teams, you know, travels out and uh, competes in tournaments out of state. It's kind of hard for us to know, if, you know, how good these Florida teams are. But, you know, getting good weather and competing against um, different styles of team are always helpful, um, especially when you, you know, try to get ready for the postseason and get ready by, you know, seeing different types of pitchers and different styles of play. Well, it's funny you say it that way because Loyola has had the worst luck in Florida. They've been rained out. They have not played a game. So um, they didn't even need to leave. They could have stayed here. Exactly. I think I think I saw some of their um, social media today. It was the first nice day, but the fields were awash. So uh, they were supposed to have three or four games up to this point. They have yet to play. So hopefully they get in a game or two. or maybe they're just uh, getting some R&R and rebuilding. I know they're about three and three or so. Um, they took a tough loss on the road, I believe, to Montini. So there's a conference loss. I think they're just really figuring it out um, in a couple spots. And I'll, I'll catch up with them in the next week or two um, to see what they're looking at. But, um, you know, they want to compete. They've got some bats in that lineup that can do some damage and, and are going to play college ball. But um, they need to figure out that staff, I think. So, Right now, though, they're just not playing. I know, obviously, you guys got a chance to catch up with, you know, Nutrier soccer, but both Loyola soccer and Nutrier soccer playing um, some good matches recently. Just uh, let's start off with Nutrier, just with what they have been able to accomplish so far this season, um, picking up some good wins against some good opponents. It feels like I know we talked about this last week that this, you know, Nutrier team is kind of back to the level that we're used to uh, them competing and they can continue to show us that you know, they are the real deal, I feel like, this year. Yeah, and they've done it in kind of uh, a couple different ways. They've done it with that classic 1-0 or, you know, 2-0 strong defense, and you get, you know, a timely goal. And they've also just done it. They just beat Lane Tech, I think it was yesterday, uh, Wednesday, 3-2, where they had to come back. So uh, I think they were down um, 2-1 in that game. So uh, they've shown that resilience um, that I think comes from, you know, maybe an experienced group, but also a, a very healthy mindset. And uh, they've also shown that they can just kind of control a game from start to finish. So um, they beat Grays Lake Central, I think, four zip to start the Lou Malinati's Classic. Um, they're 3-0 in that tournament to start. I think they have Lions tonight, which is going to be a real – that's a huge matchup, two un- unbeaten teams going at it um, tonight, um, which is Thursday, by the way. Um, so, um, we'll have that result in our high school highlights, by the way. So check that out on the record once it happens, but, um, so they're good. I think they're, they're just in a really good spot. They've got a lot of, uh, people who can find the back of the net and, uh, they're not just certainly not just relying on any one person. Yeah. And Loyola obviously still, you know, obviously like we mentioned last week, just, you know, trying to figure things out, you know, kind of trying to get players in the right positions and, um, you know, obviously getting some experience now as we, you know, get deeper into April now. Yeah, they've had a tough schedule to start, too. As we mentioned, St. Charles North was up there and um, they did take down this week. Um, um, uh, Glenbrook South 2-0, always a good program, but then they lost to an unbeaten Lions team. Um, so, um, you know, they've got just a full schedule that can only help them, especially with as they're trying to uh, – 
build up their roster and figure out their lineup and get everybody in the right places, this tough competition is only going to help by the end of the season. Even if their win-loss record isn't what we normally see, um, I think they'll still be strong. You're not going to want to play Loyola. Not not like a, in any way would it be a, um, a giveaway. So, um, yeah, they're still figuring it out, um, but Glenbrook South was a positive win for them. Two nil. Yeah, it's always it's, it's always interesting talking to coaches about, especially this time of year, where you know a lot of coaches will like challenge themselves, play in these like really good tournaments, um, and they're kind of like, I don't really care about the you know record right now. I'd rather get the experience and learn, you know, see what our you know downfalls are and that kind of stuff, and only worry about conference play. And um, I feel like that's kind of reflected sometimes in. You, you know when they're doing seedings that they kind of you know the coaches kind of take that into effect but also like you do want to get those wins and kind of earn that higher seed because obviously your road gets uh to uh you know winning a regional winning a sectional gets much easier with the higher seed but it is interesting for coaches who always have to you know try to figure out like you know do i want to challenge myself or do i want to you know get myself wins and get myself a higher seed yeah there certainly are and we talk about it a lot of times with football um um, right. There certainly are different strategies and coaches who, you know, in the end, you have to beat every team anyway, if you want to, if you're a championship caliber team. So some coaches take the perspective, well, um, even if we start with a tough road, doesn't matter. We have to beat that team. We would have had to beat that team eventually. Other teams want to ease into it. And I get that as well. You know, they try to set up a, you know, really get to that nine and oh, so they can ease into the postseason or whatever it is. And that's speaking football, but even with other sports, get that really good record. Um, so you get the top seed. Um, again, in in most sports, home court doesn't really matter. You're not going to get it. Um, if you get it for the regional, you won't get it for the sectional or if you get it for the or vice versa, because that's just how it works. So, um, yeah, I, I understand both strategies. I, you know, I've never been in those spots, so I don't know exactly what I would do. I, I tend to think you want to just be playing your best football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is in at, you know, when the playoffs start and whatever you think you can get your talent to be there. That's what you do. Definitely. All right. Well, let's move on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by new chair baseball coach, Mike Napoli. Uh, just what uh, joining got a chance to catch up with him earlier in the week during the home run derby. What are the folks at home going to hear? Well, we talked about that, you know, first time talking to coach um, this season. So we started with the victory and what he saw out of his bats and out of uh, Justin Wood on the mound. And then what this early season's been like, kind of an eight and one start. And last year at the same time, they were two and seven. So what's been the key difference to those? That's what we talked about. All right, let's have a listen. Well, I guess we'll start with today. Long ball was key. Uh, hit a bunch. What's uh... well. I think that, you know, with the wind blowing out a little bit, um, we do have some guys that can hit the ball out of the park. Um, and uh, today it worked out for us. You know, we stayed back a little bit. We tried to drive the ball up the middle. And if you can tell, most of our home runs, you know, they were kind of, uh, with the exception of Nova's pulling that ball down the line. We were kind of like between, you know, shortstop and second mm-hmm. baseman. Yeah. So most of our balls, we were, we, were, we were going the right way with our swing path. We were just underneath a couple balls where we popped up the center field and stuff. But for the most part, I was really happy with how we played, and I was exceptionally proud of how Justin pitched. He was ahead of most hitters, and I'd say every hitter but three maybe, and um, just really worked well with his fastball. Yeah, he said that was like his fourth or fifth start already. Uh, 
That's a lot of starts yeah. going on. So what's been his, key to his? Was this? I guess I should say. Was this one of his better games yeah. so far? Yeah, this is the longest he's gone to. Okay. Um, early on, we like to try to just go two two innings here and two innings there, just till they start building up a pitch count. Yeah. Um, today we kind of wanted him to, go, to extend himself a little bit, and uh, and he was ahead of hitters, and he was kind of in charge, so I uh, just kind of let him go. Did a really nice job. Have you noticed a big change from last year to this year with him? Oh. More confidence, yeah. Yeah, just more confidence. Oozing with confidence, oozing with uh, um, uh, pride, like with his pitches and and his understanding of the game a little bit and how he's going to go to uh, um, kind of how he's going to go to battle with each hitter, and he's he's really taken uh, just a better understanding of the game itself. Eight and one last year. I think I talked to you around this time. You were one and seven, so complete flip. Um, really, uh, I kind of want to know what's been the difference, both kind of in a, in a mental way, whatever, well, but also on the field. Um, I think this team has a lot to prove this year. Um, a lot of these guys played last year, mm-hmm. and they were part of that one and seven uh, start, and uh, they didn't want that to happen again. And, and it all starts in the off season, Joe. And um, they took they took ownership of the off season workouts that we did, and uh, getting in the weight room, getting stronger, getting bigger, getting faster, and uh, that had a lot to do with senior leadership and guys that were returners that kind of made guys come, you know, yeah. when it wasn't convenient, you know, five o'clock at night on a Thursday, you right. know. Um, so I think that that has a lot to do with how we start started this year. And, you know, if you can bottle that up every year, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every year is going to be different. Right. You're going to have different seniors, different leaders, and uh, things work out. See you guys. Thanks for coming. A lot of homers today. I know. A lot of homers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're having fun. What's been key on the field? Um... Attention to detail, you know, attention to detail. So um, when we're doing drills, they really um, are uh, cognizant of their footwork, their shoulders, their throwing patterns, um, playing catch. Um, All that stuff matters to them now. They don't take it for granted. And I think part of it is, you know, last year we kind of take things for granted as coaches. You know, you assume guys know things and you don't coach it as well. And so, you know, we had kind of an understanding between us as coaches is that, hey, we gotta, we gotta coach these guys up. We can't just say we're neutral and expect to win. And uh, I think these guys know that we, you know, everybody's gonna give us their A game and that's gonna make us better. That's yeah. gonna make us better in the long run. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or game about whether those propositions can happen. Um, and uh, let's start things off here with uh, Nutri Baseball, just to kind of keep the flow of things going. Um, Joe, way or no way, uh, your opinion about this team has changed um, since uh, you know what you thought about Nutri earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think it has. Uh, seeing him in person gave me a little better idea of uh, their identity and what they want to be. And I really surely enjoyed seeing them have so much fun 
um, at the ballpark and uh, what's not to love about five homers and a, and a short five inning victory, but um, it just looked like they were in tune. It looked like they were, uh, you know, playing baseball with a lot of, uh, a lot of life, which is great to see. Um, you know, at times last year, they had a lot of talent on the field, but they, they, you know, when they sputter in spots in big spots, whether on the mound or defensively, or usually it was leaving people on base, you would really see kind of a dip in, in, um, what they brought to the field in terms of energy and uh, they never got that momentum and held it and they never rebounded. It was, it was strange with all that talent on the field. And I think this team seems to really have a different attitude. Is that going to, it's translating to victories early. Is it going to translate into high leverage victories when we get a little later in the season, when we get to the conference slate? And uh, of course, I'm sure that's going to be a battle. We got a lot of good teams in this conference, Evanston, um, the Glenbrooks um, always too. So um, I don't know. That's yet to be seen, but I sure did like to see um, all that energy on the field. So I'll say way. Yeah, I'll go the way as well. I think, I don't know. I feel like heading into the start, I was kind of like, well, you know, it was kind of like a down year last year, not really competing at the level that I think we expected to be. So it was an off year, but at the same time, you also need to be like, well, you know, what are they adding this year and who are they bringing back? And I think obviously that experience kind of helped them last year, you know, going through that, gaining that, uh, you know, those moments and, you know, those losses and getting an ex early exit in the postseason, um, maybe, you know, kind of inspired them and that, that kind of stuff. And obviously they brought in some different players. So, um, yeah, I think way definitely, I think, you know, my opinion changed about it. And uh, I think obviously things are going much better um, than maybe we thought earlier in the year. All right, Joe, I'm going to stick with Nutrier here. Uh, way or no way you think that the Nutrier girls soccer team would can, would have the same amount of success it's having this year if it didn't go through some growing pains last year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say no way. And it's it's more about, I don't know, it's more about the physical side than the mental side. Sure, that mental, emotional, the intangibles might play a role in it, but it was development. It was developing those those girls through that tough time through some losses um, and uh, becoming better soccer players because of it, you know, on the field, working together more, finding out what didn't work helps, you know, what will or what could. And I think we're seeing a lot of that because we're seeing a lot of a variety on the field. Yeah. You got Lita Dodge and um, Josie Noble um, kind of leading the way, but you got everybody else scoring and, and, and people coming up and, the development of their, their goalie as well. And um, it's really nice to see. So I'll, I'll say way I say it certainly helps. Yeah, I'll definitely go with the way there. I think, you know, you kind of see, you see this a lot, obviously in college sports, you see this a lot um, sometimes, you know, in other sports as well. Um, but I feel like you definitely see this in high school sports where you see that development and you see that, you know, for Nutria, I felt like every year it was just like, oh, here's this all-state player that they're throwing in there who's going to go play Division One soccer. And I felt like Nutria had that every single year. And that's not to say that they didn't, they didn't have that last year. We talked about it a lot. They didn't have that experience. So um, I think going through those growing pains last year helped a lot. Um, and now you're seeing the dividends of that. So I think, yeah, definitely way. Um, I definitely think they needed to go through that. Um, and that's kind of led to the success that they've had so far this season. 
Uh, Joe, way or no way, um, you think you can make a conclusion about how this new trier boys volleyball season is going to go based on what you've seen so far this year or, you know, the scores that you've seen? Uh, no, you know, the loss to Evanston that I mentioned uh, was Nutria won the first set, I think, by three and then lost the next two in extra points, 28-26. Um, I think that's the rivalry piece of it. I also think Evanston's a very good team, not taking anything away from them. They've been developing that program for the past five, six years into something that's uh, a competitor from something that wasn't. Um, and then by competitor, I mean like a conference competitor or a sectional competitor. Um, so, um, you know, they beat some good teams in that Warren tournament. That Warren tournament has 24 teams, always pretty tough, uh, kind of the best of the North suburbs. You get a good look at a lot of sectional teams in that. They finished third. Pretty good. Um, so I guess, um, no, I'm not taking too big of takeaways so far. I want to see them in person. Yeah, I think it's hard to make, you know, big conclusions, especially in March with a lot of the sports. Um, so I'm going to go with no way. I think it's hard to, you know, figure out what each team is. I think obviously a lot a team that's really good, obviously, is going to be good the entire season. Obviously, those teams usually win state championships. But, you know, the teams that are going to make, you know, deeper runs and, you know, get down to state and the final eight and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, you could learn, get some learning lessons in March and April and, you know, be hitting your stride in May heading into the, you know, the first weekend of June. So um, I'm going to go with no way. I feel like it's too early to tell so far and um, a little bit too inconsistent. So I don't think you can make any uh, big conclusions about new cheer boys volleyball just yet. Uh, Joe, jumping on over now to uh, softball with Loyola. Um, way or no way you think that this Loyola softball team can, even though they don't have the same players that they had last year, can kind of, you know, kind of regain that magic with the, with the experienced players that they have coming back this season. I really like some of the players they got, but they, you know, um, I don't think they have that, that magic formula that did last year. Um, exactly. Can they get there? Maybe, but there's a lot of things that are going to be in their way. Um, especially kind of record and seating, I think might be an issue for them. Um, might, might have to start the playoffs in a pretty tough spot. So, um, I'll say, I'll say no way. I just don't think they get there. I think last year's run, I just don't want to take too much away from how special it was. And if, you know, you kind of say that they could do it every year, then it wasn't that special. So, um, yeah, I just don't know if this year's got the exact magic. Yeah, I'm going to go with no way as well. I think, I feel like last year was the perfect example of what happens in the baseball and softball postseasons where, like, you, like, just have a hot pitcher who's, like, doing great stuff and at the on the mound and at the plate sometimes and you just ride them and you just keep going as far as they're going to take you. And that's kind of what happened with Loyola last year. Um, and obviously they have a lot of talented players, like you said, but I feel like, you know, it's kind of just hard to tell, you know, if they're going to have that hot player this year. So I'm going to go with no way. I think they have a lot of good players. I just don't know if they can do what they did last year um, moving forward. All right, Joe, final way or no way for you is going to do with a little bit of timing of the spring season since we have this beautiful um, weather this week. Uh, way or no way you think that the spring season shouldn't officially start until uh, the first week of April and maybe we can push things back a couple weeks um, just because it feels like the first couple weeks of March are just a wash when it comes to spring sports here other than the indoor sports? Yeah, I... 
I think you just got to start it as early as you can and hope for the best. And sometimes you get a couple games in. I mean, if you go in with the right mentality, nothing's too surprised. I guess your kids are, you know, a little bummed out. They get excited for the season and ready to go, especially if you schedule some early season um, prime games. But I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? I mean, April's not notoriously good in Chicago. It's a pretty frustrating, no, it isn't. you know, sometimes we get to, where we are now mid-April and we're going to have a snowstorm and you know, it's happened before. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's a short season anyway, because of those and you have to start as early as you can just in the hopes that you get some in. Yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I get where you're saying, but I feel like I would just start it off in April. I just feel like most, most of, I would start, the indoor seasons in the middle of March. Like I would do volleyball and all that kind of stuff. And then you can kind of maybe push that up a little because I feel like most of those sports kind of finish up later though, you know, water polo is one of the first post seasons that start happening. But um, I just feel like most of the games end up like the first week of March or the spring season in March, I feel like was just completely washed away. It was too cold. It was whatever, too snowy. um, And it was too difficult. So, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to just starting in April just, I know the weather is not going to be great. I feel like this week was kind of an anomaly for us where it's like, you know, 70 and perfect every single day. But I feel like your chances are better, you know, in April. And it's kind of like that argument about the MLB baseball season where do you shorten up the season and just play some more double headers or this or that kind of stuff? I know a lot of teams already do play some double headers, but um, maybe you incorporate more of those double headers into the game and that way you're able to fit in more than you are able to in March. But um, obviously it's easier for me to, you know, talk about this than being an athletic director or a coach who's trying to plan out a schedule. But I feel like you can obviously maybe push that back a little bit, especially for the outdoor sports and not even bother with March and, um, you know, just get started in April. But obviously it's easier. My seat is obviously easier um, to critique than uh, from uh, anyone else's. But let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we've got some uh, remaining sports action to talk about some um, interesting things going on in the upcoming week. But uh, we talked about it a little bit in the third quarter, but something that we have not talked about yet much this spring has been boys volleyball. Um, New Trier getting some action this week. Loyola um, kind of off with the spring break uh, schedule this week. But um Joey hit on Nutria a little bit, but for both Nutria and Loyola, just what have you noticed about them so far this year? And we talked about how much you can really take from that, but what have you just kind of seen from the box scores of what Loyola and Nutria have both been able to accomplish so far this year? Yeah, I think um, both have had losses that I think they shouldn't have had, but they seem to be anomalies. Otherwise, I think they're winning the games they should and not really creating any big upsets, um, which is okay in the early going if you're still kind of finding your way. Um, I think, you know, if Nutria is seven and three, maybe they want to be nine and one. Um, not too big of a difference. You know, you don't want to lose to Evanston, you know, um, for instance, just because everything that goes into Nutria Evanston. Um, but it was a very competitive volleyball game, and I don't think uh, you can hang your heads too much. Um, you move on, you're going to get them again. You circle that game on the calendar. So, um, you know, they lost in the one one match in the uh, Warren tournament, finished third. Pretty good, pretty good display in a 2014 tournament. You know, they got a big one coming up um, to tomorrow, Friday, at Glenbrard West, 
who's I think nine and one, very good team, you know, defending state champions. Um, that's going to be a good one. I'm interested to see the results of that one. Maybe I'll go, since it's in my neck of the woods, maybe I'll go check it out for a little bit at like the nerd that I am. Um, but um, we'll, we'll see a lot from that. Then you got Glenbrook North and Glenbrook South. You get into the conference schedule. Um, and we're going to see a lot these next couple weeks from them. Um, Loyola, I still think, you know, you know, they're, they're similar to who they are last year. They're, they've got a lot of young guys on that roster trying to figure out who they are. Um, and again, I need to, I need to catch up with them and say who they are. And they just had a week off. So they're about to dive into probably a more robust schedule as well, as well that, that features a lot of conference foes. So who are, based on what you're saying, are you higher on Nutria right now than you are Loyola just with what they have bringing back from last year's team and, you know, just the experience that they can do have? I am. Yeah. I think I'm higher on Nutria. You know, I'm really high on, um, on uh, their junior outside, David Wolf is an absolute beast. Um, and he's just going to be, you know, someone they, they can rely on um, all season. Um, he's, he's, you know, as close to unstoppable as there is. So if they get some other consistency around him, uh, you know, I think the sky's the limit. They got height like they always do. You know, Wolfson outside at 6'8". They got um, a couple six 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 seven middles um, that they work in. Um, so they're going to be pretty good. Tristan McPherson comes back. He played a little bit last year, otherwise pretty junior heavy. They got a, a, a freshman on, on varsity, I think for the first time in a while I heard. Um, so, um, that's, you know, I, I'm pretty high on Nutria and what they could be. Um, we're recording this on Thursday and then, you know, we've got some championships uh, happening, you know, with the Luminati's and that kind of stuff, but, you know, big picture with Nutria and Loyola soccer. Um, is it just pretty much, you know, just kind of, you know, you know, keep on going, like for, especially for Nutria, you know, you win a tournament championship. That's another thing that you can put on your uh, pedestal in a really, you know, already impressive season with what they've been able to accomplish thus far. Yeah, I think I think for Nutria, it's just now it's fine tuning. I shouldn't say now we're, we're, we're pretty early in the season, um, but, you know, the midway point's not too far. You know, once we hit May. Uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're we're on the downward um, rolling downhill here. So um, fine tune what you got um, and really be ready for the postseason, because I think if you were to ask them, you know, I don't know, on or off the record, they got a team that they want to win state. Actually, Nora Wessel said they want to go all the way and they think they can um, in our athlete of the week interview. So um, w what are the pieces it's going to take to get there? You know, you're not going to you know win matches. 4-0, there's going to be games where you're evenly matched. How do you gut out those evenly matched games to take a victory? That's that's what you have to figure out as a coaching staff and as a team um, and what's going to give you that edge in those situations. And I think that's what you work on once you get to a point where you're kind of among the tops in your, in your sectional. All right, Joe, we've got rain coming in on Sunday and unfortunately 50 degrees are back to being the normal next week. But what are you looking forward to in the supplement? coming week yeah i mentioned that game on on tomorrow um with uh the volleyball match between nutrier and, and glenbard west returning you know defending state champs i think that's something that's gonna be a pretty big deal um and then uh, we got i gotta catch up with them next week hopefully i can do that <laughs> um and then 
it's good because then we can get some indoor sports. And, and this Saturday is a big one for a lot of folks. It's going to be the last nice day <laughs> um, for about yeah. a, a week or so. So we got we got a big day of, of action this Saturday with soccer, Lou Malnati's, um, uh, the championship rounds. Let's see if Nutria can can do some damage and, and take home a place in that one. Um, lacrosse, we got to catch up with lacrosse too, of course. Um, some of the best programs um around and hopefully we can do that within the next week or so as well yeah definitely well thanks as always for joining us in this week's episode of the varsity podcast just a quick reminder before we say goodbye that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available give us a nice little review that always helps us get to uh, more listeners who are interested in uh, high school sports especially here in the north shore area so make sure you give us a nice little uh you know subscribe a nice little review Always appreciate everybody's support. Um, just a quick reminder, you can check out my stuff at FridayNightDrive.com. We've got a lot of new info coming up, um, a lot of good stuff uh, happening there. So make sure you check out our stuff there. And as always, make sure you subscribe to the record, NorthShore.org, not only just for sports coverage, but for everything else happening in the North Shore area. Joe's got you covered, so make sure you subscribe um, and also donate to uh, the North Shore as well. So, For Joe and I, uh, thanks so much for joining us this week. Enjoy the weather while you can, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.